Don't look back because the market is closed. Good election Tuesday, everyone. Uh, good Tuesday afternoon. If you haven't voted, do so just after you listen to this podcast. Big day today, of course. And uh, big day in the market today. Matter of fact, the Dow Jones and SP 500 had their best, best days in almost five months. You know, uh, this market really is a coiled spring. If you've been joining us here, we've been talking about the market going from extreme overbought. Tyler got into this yesterday. Uh, just a month ago, the market hitting extreme overbought, then hitting extreme oversold just yesterday, hitting perfect VRA buy signals um, on, our, on our screens here. And uh, been a nice couple of days here. We think this move continues. We think Trump wins. Frankly, honestly, in the short term, it really doesn't matter who wins. There's so much liquidity that's already been put into the market. $7 trillion by the Fed and by uh, 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 federal stimulus money. And uh, the economy is much better. Of course, we saw the 31%, 33.1% third quarter GDP. There's a lot of reasons to be very optimistic about America. We think the choice is clear. We think it will be Trump. I'm going to cover a few things with you that point this out today. We're also seeing some very good early action. Uh, Florida, it looks like it's going to be a massive win for Trump. Uh, they're winning, uh, they're winning uh, areas there that uh, they typically don't win, like Palm Beach. Uh, Palm Beach uh, going Republican is the equivalent of uh, Moscow putting a, a statue of uh, Ronald Reagan in the square there. That's how big an upset that is. We think that bodes well. You're also hearing very good things early on, hearing very good things about Arizona, hearing very good things. Texas, of course, is going to be a huge win for Trump. Hearing very good things about Georgia. Ohio should be a big win. Iowa and uh, maybe even New Mexico, maybe even Minnesota, possibly even Nevada. Some of the outliers there would be hard to say, but uh, so far so good. Of course, it's early. As we learned in 2016, anything can happen. We'll all be watching tonight, having some fun with this. And, uh, and regardless of who wins this, let's, uh, let's get back to what America is great at, you know, caring for each other, building our businesses, where politics is not the center of our life. You know, but we need the swamp cleaned up. That's why Trump is there. We hope he gets another four years to finish the job. Americans love sequels. We need to see the second season of Donald Trump to find out how this, uh, this uh, reality show ends. Uh, quick recap here of the markets. Again, big day today. Dow Jones up 555, up 2% at 27,480. That's an important number because over the last 90 plus years, when the Dow Jones is higher from August to the, uh, to the election, so a three-month period, the incumbent has won 87% of the time. It's like 22 out of 24 elections. So... The Dow needed to close above 26,428 for that predictor to, to, uh, to, to be realized. And the Dow closed, what is that, uh, 1,400 points above it. Let me do my math again here in my head. I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here. Sorry, that is a gain. We're 1,000 points above the August 1st price. So that predictor would tell us that Trump is most likely to win. We also have another big one. You've probably heard us share it before, but it's the single best uh, election predictor that exists, period. It's 18 for 18. It's 100% accurate. goes back over 100 years. When the incumbent, when the incumbent president gets 75% or more of his party support in the primaries, the incumbent has won 100% of the time. Trump got 94% in the primary. So seeing a lot of uh, analytics and some data that would uh, dictate 
and, and point to a Trump victory tonight. Um, so uh, let's move on here. Uh, SP 500 again, uh, almost the best day in almost five months now. Uh, closed up 1.8% at 33.69. NASDAQ up a big 1.8%. It was leading about midday. Still, again, had a very good day, but it, just, it didn't lead higher, very near to it. Up 202 points at 11,160. The leader, and really the small caps, have just been really on fire. The small caps from the March 23rd lows, small caps have led uh, the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones higher by a pretty considerable amount. Uh, they've lagged the NASDAQ, but they're playing catch-up. That's a very, very good sign uh, for the U.S. economy. As, as Tyler pointed out just before the podcast, the mid-caps have done the same thing. So small and mid-caps have really been powering ahead. Folks, that tells you the U.S. economy is in good shape. And it really matches everything else that we've seen uh, with, again, housing hitting all-time high after all-time high. Uh, transport's hitting all-time high after all-time high. You know, these are our leading economic indicators uh, telling you that the economy is going to follow the markets. So, uh, again, the market's in really good shape. We, we look for a major move higher into year end. We think, again, regardless of who wins, we're getting a whole lot more stimulus. Of course, the markets love that. And we're going to get an infrastructure deal and probably some other things. And uh, maybe Congress now can start working together again. Uh, let's, let's talk. Uh, the VIX also, by the way, is down 4% today. The 10-year continues to move higher, now at 0.88%. May not sound like a lot. That's a 52% move higher in just the last three months on a yield basis. Um, let's talk about, we should for our clients today. I'm going to share with you here uh, kind of a recap of, of, of where we are. We see very little excitement or enthusiasm from, from the Harris-Biden base. Uh, again, being candid, I've never seen a more out-of-touch campaign. Uh, this country is still center-right country, and the vast majority of the issues they support simply are not that. They are left-leaning to far left-leaning. On the flip side, have you ever seen a base more enthused than Trump's bases? Trump's base is jacked, and uh, this is a base election. And Trump's base, you, you just won't ever see a base more fired up as you've seen from uh, Trump's base. What do we have? Trump did 14 rallies over the last two and a half days with, the, with an average crowd of 30,000 plus. Some of these crowds over 50,000. Uh, you can tell who wants it the most by those that are showing up. You know, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort to go to a rally or to drive your vehicle in an 86-mile Trump parade as happened in Arizona. You know, you go to a Trump rally, it's an all-day affair. You're standing in line for many hours, and then you're listening to his hour-and-a-half, two-hour speech, and then you've got to get back out of there. It's a whole-day affair, and these are happening all over the country in big numbers. Again, that's the base election we've been talking about. That's the enthusiasm. We're just not seeing that on the Biden side, and it's not hard to imagine why. There's not a lot about him that is exciting. Uh, the choice is pretty clear as we see it. Uh, under Harris-Biden, you're looking at far-left, big government, radical socialism, or so certainly socialist-like policies versus Trump's America first, pro-capitalist policies that enable and empower all Americans with that same opportunity for success. For success. It really, really the principles upon which America was founded. Um, also, another point we've been making, voters don't turn out in mass to vote against someone. They just don't. I know that uh, you hear the, the left base is very excited because they just want to get rid of Trump. It's really not how it works, and I can prove it. 
at the 2012 election, among others, but it was a crystal clear point from the 2012 election when even after Obama passed Obamacare and our health care was destroyed all over this country, prices being jacked up 400, 500% plus, Mitt Romney still couldn't find a way to win. You don't turn out in mass to vote against someone. That's how Obama won. That's how Trump's going to win, as we see it as well. Um, okay, that's, uh, that's how we see it again. We also look, by the way, for precious metals here and the miners to really begin their next major uh, liftoff stage here. Uh, the this, this story is a fairly simple one, uh, but it's, a, it's one that is, uh, is spot on, we believe. Uh, we've entered, obviously, a massive area, era of currency inflation and currency debasement. Debt levels all over the world are soaring. There were before. Coronavirus insanity made it that much worse. And maybe most importantly, we have deeply negative real interest rates. And that's, that's typically historically been one of the strongest buy signals for precious metals and the miners. Uh, okay, let's take a look at the internals today. Look under the hood a little bit. Again, these were extraordinary. They were extraordinary yesterday, certainly on the NYSE, and they were better today across the board. Check this out. NYSE and NASDAQ, both up 5 to 1 advanced decline. NYSE advanced uh, up-down volume today was 6 to 1 positive, and uh, on NASDAQ, 4 to 1 positive. And we got the trifecta with the new 52-week highs. Uh, we had about, uh, about 70 more companies hitting new 52-week highs and hitting new 52-week lows. That is the trifecta. This is a broadening sign for the market. The internals are that important. This is back-to-back days. Uh, they've been lifting off. And, folks, when you've got $16 trillion sitting in banks, it's a record level because, again, everyone is so fearful, right? That's, as a contrarian, you really don't get a stronger buy signal. Uh, and the other point we'll make is that the fear and greed index is now down to, I believe it hit 27 overnight, uh, that's, that's, that's fear, borderline extreme fear. And it was just, uh, what, 78 uh, two months ago. So uh, the public has certainly gotten very, very, very fearful. Uh, they probably sold out just at the bottom of this extreme oversold correction we had uh, that ended on Friday. And now that $16 trillion in money market accounts is going uh, to serve as fuel for the fire as the markets continue to move higher to year end. And maybe don't forget this, the seasonality factor. We've now entered the most bullish period based on seasonality for the stock market uh, of the entire year. In fact, 90% plus of all stock market gains occur from the third week of, of October until May. We're there. Whole lot of reasons to like this market. And again, we, we lean Trump, obviously, uh, but we think regardless of who wins, this market really is set to go higher. Also today, the put-call ratio, even with these big gains, the put-call ratio closed at 1.05 today. That's ex- excessive fear, and it traded over one all afternoon. So just an observation there. In our sector watch today, we had 10 of 11 sectors close higher on the day, led by industrials up 2.9%. Again, strong U.S. economy. Financials and that that uh, uh, that uh, that transition, if you will, to more uh, cyclical value names continues to to play out. Uh, financials a good day today, up two point two percent, still above the two hundred day moving average. Consumer discretionary up two percent. Our loser on the day was energy, just down fractionally. Um, 
And our commodity watch today, uh, again, gold is, uh, is uh, after having a, a, a technical pullback and uh, really forming a nice, a nice wedge pattern, uh, is now looking like it's breaking out of that wedge. We believe it is. Gold today up $16 an ounce at $19.08 an ounce. Silver up 20 cents at 24.23. Oil's had a couple good days back to back, up a dollar a barrel today at 37.84. And finally for the day, uh, Bitcoin continues to power ahead. This is a it's, a, it's an official breakout now. Uh, Bitcoin up 141 at 13,759. Folks, if you haven't voted, get out and vote. Enjoy the election returns tonight. Hopefully by hopefully tonight, or certainly at least by the uh, podcast tomorrow afternoon, we'll all be able to uh, know who the winner was. Have a great day, folks. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.